Hi, welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, your host, Megan Tripp. Today with me is friend of the podcast, Tim Holsizer. Hi, Tim. Hi again. It's great to be back. How have you been? Um, actually, I've been pretty darn good for quarantine. I mean, it's like a you grade on a scale now, right? Sure. <laughs> Grading on a curve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the curve's working for me somehow. Um, I have nice cats. They're very good. And work is okay. I'm working from home. And yes, that's long, good. long story long, I feel good. How about you? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing pretty good, all things considered. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's all anyone can ask for. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, so the movie we watched this time was 12 Christmas Dates, or what was it? On the it. 12th date of Christmas. Yes. <laughs> A, a new hallmark classic yes this is part of the countdown to christmas and because i started early even though we watched this on like the first or the second of november uh it was the fourth movie that they premiered because <laughs> they wow. are going <laughs> they they're taking no chances <laughs> they don't want any of those other like christmas romance movie channels to get ahead of them i guess well they all moved up because netflix has holiday which i just watched oh not wow for the podcast just to watch and it is terrible <laughs> <laughs> i didn't realize netflix was uh trying to eat hallmark's dinner now oh yeah they don't have as many but mm. they have uh that <laughs> and then lifetime also i think started in october as well Wow. Okay, so there's just like a a bountiful cornucopia of possibly watchable romance Christmas movies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say bad ones because, again, you got to grade on a curve, I guess, with these. Yeah. With made-for-TV movies, it's like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm still going to call out all of the usual stuff that they're trying to get past us. Yeah, as well as I would expect you to. I see you have some notes. Do you want to take us off? Oh, oh, I definitely have some notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so our two main characters are Jen, played by Mallory Jensen, and Aiden, played by Tyler Hines. Um, I thought Mallory did a good job. Tyler is just like... He seems like a Hallmark movie hunk built in a lab. He's just like, he's got that um, facial hair that's just like perfectly one millimeter the whole entire movie, no, <laughs> no matter what. Um, he kind of like, he reminded me of like Nathan Fillion if he had his mouth wired shut. Cause, <laughs> so cause he, he like, broke his jaw or something. Because <laughs> he spends the entire movie just kind of like muttering. <laughs> He really does seem like, um, I don't know, like either annoyed, like a, a dad who has to go Christmas shopping with his kids at the mall, or like <laughs> close to like really being angry at, at all times. <laughs> yeah. Or disinterested. He has like three emotions and those are pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, like they... they... It was pretty close to a per personality, but they were like, well, we can't really let him be too, you know, either way. He can't be too nice because mm -hmm. we have to pretend he has a character arc, but mm -hmm. we also can't make him totally unlovable from the get go because then our viewers will be like angry. So he has to be like kind of the strong, silent type, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So you you going to walk us through the movie or we or? What do you want to do? How do you want to work this? <laughs> um, either way is fine, but I will admit that I was completely absorbed in a jigsaw puzzle for the first <laughs> like 30 or 40 minutes of this movie. And I looked up and I was like, oh, I have not been paying attention. Oh, you're and the smart I, one. <laughs> I I don't know how it is that. Okay, I will, I will gladly I will puzzle. gladly use my notes to walk us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that might be best. Okay. Okay, so we start off the movie and our, our heroine, Jen, is making cookies for her boss because he gave her a promotion recommendation 
to be game designer at at work um i mean i don't know i i don't do any baking for my boss even though they have put in a good word for me recently but i guess you know good for her uh she works at a company called big city quest in chicago and apparently they are a super high-powered successful company that only makes <laughs> only, only makes quest games for other people yeah it's like scavenger hunts and like yeah. corporate events so but they have this like yeah. mega nice office that's giant and full of sunlight and looks like a you know like google's office <laughs> so i don't know i guess there's a lot of money in scavenger hunts I, I don't know. <laughs> they just don't want us to ask. Yeah. Uh, um. So she's making these cookies and having a little banter with her roommate, whose name I completely forgot to write down. Um. They're both uh super skinny because this movie would you know never let a normal looking person find love. Um. <laughs> I think her roommate might be Annie. Annie. Okay. That sounds good. Um, <laughs> the uh, decorating for Christmas is insane in both her uh, apartment, which, by the way, is gigantic in Chicago. Oh, my goodness. There's a moment later where um, someone, I won't spoil who yet, comes to visit her and is like, oh, now I want to see your big city kitchen that we get to cook in. And I'm like, cities notoriously have tiny kitchens because they're in tiny apartments. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But, and after everything we've heard about that person, like you would think that they would have the greatest kitchen in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the decorating at her uh, office is insane, too. She, they, Somebody comments on it. Yep. So, you yeah. know, it's it's a Hallmark Christmas romance, so it has to be like, you know, she's super in the holiday spirit. So and um, he's not. Yeah, she has like a tiny carousel that like literally revolves around that sits on her desk. It's yeah. Everything it's is to the nines. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we cut to Aiden. Uh Uncle Aiden is staying with his sister and his niece. Mm-hmm. Um and his sister's husband is away, I assume, in the Middle East on a tour of duty as a, a soldier. Oh, okay. Um, I got a little confused with all the men and their family. I was like, okay, someone is in the military, someone is dead, <laughs> and someone is convalescing in Germany. And <laughs> it took me until like halfway through the movie where I realized that there were two separate people one was covalescent in germany and one person had died i was like how is this person both alive and dead i'm, I'm getting mixed up so there were two <laughs> different people they're two different grandpas that we'll learn <laughs> that should, they should have called the movie that two different grandpas <laughs> um but yeah so they've they've got this whole weird setup because i assume they they want to be like well He's a grumpy Gus at first, but we want people to understand that he does have a family and he likes kids, so he could be a good dad someday because he's mm-hmm. great with his niece. Mm-hmm. And um, and also it sets up some stakes because uh, I guess this is his ancestral home that they inherited from a dead mm-hmm. grandpa, but it's in disrepair even though it looks incredible inside. Um, <laughs> well, I think it's like the electric and the plumbing, so it wouldn't be the stuff that you see. But I guess okay. there should be like water stains everywhere from pipes busting and whatever. But you don't oh, see yeah. that. <laughs> okay, so he's yeah. So him and his sister want to get that house up and going and and fixed so that their father, who is convalescing in, did you say Germany? I think so. Can come back and live there for his retirement or something. Yeah, I think so. Um, and he was, I guess, a teacher who taught what home repair or something because it, it comes into play later. I think, no, I don't. That that was part of the thing that was getting me so confused. I think uh, there aren't two grandpas, I think <laughs> they have one grandpa and one father. And the grandpa was the one who owned this house and left it to them when he died, and he taught architecture students. And he would have 
uh, college students come over to his house for a salon where they would discuss architecture, presumably. <laughs> oh, okay. That's right. They used the word salon, and I was like, ooh, that's fancy for a Hallmark <laughs> so movie. Fancy, yeah. <laughs> it would be fine if they used it once. They used it like three times, and I was like, okay. So they, right. <laughs> they set up these... They set up these hilarious stakes. All right. On the one hand, you've got Aiden who wants to get the promotion to head game designer so that he can fix up this ancestral home uh, so his convalescing father can move in. Uh, Okay, that's that's decent stakes. And then Mm -hmm. on her side, it turns out her big stakes for getting the job is she doesn't want her family asking why she moved to Chicago. (laughs) Like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. she's like if i could just get a real this this good job they'll stop asking me why i live here yeah i guess she f- would feel like a failure if she only had a good job instead of a great job <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, the stakes were weird anyway so <laughs> so uh their boss tony that she was making cookies for is now gone um and so they're dealing with a guy named alistair who runs the company i guess yeah and it's like who will he promote he's got like four or five people in the running Uh, so aiden and his comic relief buddy bill go to a meeting with uh, a big hotel um who wants to run a scavenger hunt (laughs) i can't stop laughing at the scavenger hunt thing um bill suddenly has to run to the hospital because his wife is giving birth Alistair grabs Jen instead to fill in and help make the scavenger hunt with Aiden. Right. Yes. So they they go to this meeting. Uh, Aiden, you know, he's Mr. Lone Wolf. uh, So Jen rubs him the wrong way. But she uh, she wins over the hotel woman who's there representing the hotel because uh, Jen's ideas are just like super awesome right out the gate. Yeah, she does that thing where she's like sitting at the table with everybody and she kind of like mutters to herself her ideas. And then she's like the only person who said anything. And so the client says, I'm sorry, what was that? And then she's like, to me? And it's like, there's four of you at the table. Yes, you, you're the last person who spoke. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh, man, that was awesome. But she does have good ideas, and this movie is trying to maybe right some wrongs in some ways, because, like, people will criticize Hallmark movies for being like, there's always a woman, she lives in a big city, she has a great career, and then she, like, goes to a small town and wants to marry this guy and leave her high-powered career. So in this one, they give her this thing where she wants to get the big job, she wants to stay in the big city, and they actually talk about, like how it's hard for her to put herself forward and how like women don't put themselves forward enough. So I was like, Oh, kudos to you for trying something different. Hallmark. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, they actually made the person running the company, a person of color, um, mm-hmm. granted not a main character, but you know, <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, after that meeting back at Sis's house, Aiden is, you know, he's super great with his little niece. They're bantering. Um, and Jen and her roomie are back in the kitchen. Um, and I was trying to figure out at that point, I was like, what the hell is this company? And then figured out what, what they do. And then I still don't understand how, <laughs> how they make millions of dollars, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out that Jen is from, I believe Iowa. Is that right? Yeah. Some small town in Iowa, I think. Okay. And she loves her grandma. She gets a lot of her awesome baking recipes from grandma. Mm -hmm. Um, We get a little B-roll of Chicago, including the the bean sculpture, um, which I guess is called something else, right? Cloud something. I don't know. Sure. That's uh, Anish Kapoor, right? Yeah. But clearly, like, they were like, okay... We're not going to shoot this in Chicago, but let's get some Chicago B-roll. Yeah, to establish Chicago. <laughs> establish. The whole idea of the scavenger hunt is um, if you live in Chicago, you can still stay at this hotel in Chicago as a staycation and get to really learn about your city. And we'll take you to all like the really uh, off the beaten path places that you've missed or something. Right. Thank you. That's right. Um, yeah, 
So they all of the, they want to use the twelve days of Christmas to create a phone app that has a scavenger hunt on it that makes you go to twelve different areas in Chicago all in the same day to do activities, and then at the end of the day, you will end up at this hotel that is sponsoring the scavenger hunt. And you will try and hopefully win a staycation at the hotel or something. Yeah. This this whole scavenger hunt thing made no sense to me. Because I'm like, (laughs) if I were playing and everyone's uploading pictures into the app and I can see other other people's pictures, I would just say, oh, that's over here. And then I would go there. I wouldn't try to like figure out the clues. I would just like follow (laughs) other people. Exactly. You only really need to figure out the last one yourself. And, <laughs> and, the, and the last one like takes you back to the hotel. So like what if people like are bad at clues? You definitely want them at the hotel. So it really should start at the hotel. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess I don't know why it's like you you are paying for this scavenger hunt and it's your marketing thing, but you're being secretive about it until the end. I don't know, it was weird. Yeah. And also, and like, then, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, some of the clues uh, that some of the things you have to do are kind of ridiculous. It's like, go to the certain neighborhood and buy a coffee for a stranger. Mm-hmm. I mean, spoiler alert, but like, that's just odd. <laughs> yeah, and like, I mean, that kind of works as a scavenger hunt activity. Like, hopefully, there would be more fun activities than that. But like. A lot of them, A, take a lot of time, and B, are expensive. So is that included in the cost of participating in the scavenger hunt? Or do you actually spend your own money at the French patisserie learning how to bake that French cake? Like, I couldn't get my mind around that either. (laughs) I didn't even think that there was a price to participate in the scavenger hunt. I thought that was a free app. And then uh, I guess I did not understand this either. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, if I wanted to play this game to try and win this staycation at this hotel, and I was like, oh, yeah, me and my friend are going to do this, or me and my lover are going to do this, because it's supposed to be all about dates and romance and whatever. Like, <laughs> um, I probably wouldn't use the word lover. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> lava. Lava. But, um, I, like, would either need to pay money in advance... And know how much to budget for it or like assume it's free. I would hate to start it and then be like, well, in order to do this painting and drink this wine or do this course on how to bake a cake, you have to spend money at our establishment and you can't win unless you do it. Like, you know, I'd be like, oh, wait, I have to pay like that would put me off the whole thing. So it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I- I'm as a human being who has gone to restaurants and had nice meals and also done like drink and draw painting events like i know that this stuff is not totally cheap no and if you're supposed to do that 12 times in 12 different neighborhoods or whatever (laughs) that's gonna add up (laughs) i mean one is like look at a tower and take a picture in front of it because there's a bell in it and it rings five times you know so that doesn't cost anything but most of them do cost something so it's kind of like some of the clues are just terrible (laughs) It was like uh, five golden rings, and it's like, get it? At five o'clock, this bell that looks kind of golden rings. Like, oof. Yeah. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The important thing is there's a lot of social media and a lot of selfies are taken. Um, So back in Jen's office the next morning after they start their partnership, they go over the clues that she came up with. So far, he seems to have brought nothing to the table except white man confidence. Um. Uh, This is so frustrating because he wants them to work separately and then meet up later. And you're like, okay, she likes to collaborate more. There's a little bit of friction here, but fine. But then he shows up to the meeting. She shows up in his office and like he doesn't have anything. And then he just shoots down everything she says. And it's like, well, fine. Maybe she's not doing very well. But you have nothing. And you scheduled the meeting. (laughs) Yeah, it's like she went home and spent all evening unpaid doing this work. Yeah. And you did nothing but, I guess, go home and banter with your niece and (laughs) 
I don't know. <laughs> work on crafts with her, I guess. Uh, yeah, work on crafts. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> um, she so also says his office is, like, minimalist. But, like, he has, like, five pictures up. And he has, like, a bunch of things on his desk. And then he has, like, a credenza. And there's a bunch of things on that. I'm like, you don't understand what minimalist means, honey. Like, there's a lot going on. (laughs) Not if it's Christmas related, but it's, like, a lot of crap. (laughs) He's Chris Minimalist or something. There you go. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they they were supposed to have a day or two to work on this together. But Wanda from the hotel asked him to come over that day. and, And... Yeah. So, yeah, but she's busy, so our heroes talk a little bit at the hotel. Uh, Aiden discusses his family history, which apparently involves cutting down a blue spruce for their Christmas tree, and that's, I guess, oh, okay. that's super important to him. It's going to be blue <laughs> spruce. And then she says something like, oh, well, I have to get a blue spruce from now on then. And I had missed whatever his story was. I just kind of came into it when she said that I'm like wait why does she have to always buy a blue spruce now but I guess it was just because he and his family always had one that's fine (laughs) (laughs) she's like already assimilating into his family yeah I guess um and then okay so that night it's Skype night for Aiden's family and I guess this must have been like written or filmed before the pandemic because otherwise it would probably be Zoom but (laughs) Skype got them the money. Um, and then um, I, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but then back at work the next day, Jen talks to Alistair about the game designer job, and she is weirdly passionate about the corporate world. Like, yeah, they have, the, they have this corporate job, and she's like almost crying, and she's like, <laughs> I just love how what we do brings people together. <laughs> It's it's very funny because she almost like flubs it the first time. I don't she says something like non-committal about how she wants the job and he's like, "Okay." And he starts walking away. And she's like, "No, no, no, really. I love." And she doesn't go into like the mechanics of game design or making people have fun. She's like, "I love how people get different titles when they're in these new situations and there's more synergistic energy between them and they're <laughs> able to cohere as a work family it's it's really uh and it's like i wonder if she actually feels this way or if she's just saying what she feels he wants to hear because if i said this a hundred percent it would be me trying to say what i i feel like the boss man would want me to say me too but I, but she just seems so into it that i yeah i, I believed her somehow <laughs> yeah no she might not care that much about games per se and she just loves uh, she seemed to love the business world yeah like Like, i love how marketing hr (laughs) i I can't get enough of how marketing brings the brand identity in front of the consumer's eyes and (laughs) (laughs) yeah no you're not exaggerating that's the sad thing it's like she would be like oh it's so beautiful (laughs) and that's where we find out um like you said that alistair has this thing where you're not just like a program director you're like wizard of directing the promotions like has (laughs) dumb titles (laughs) oh boy it kind of reminds me of like in mary poppins where mr banks gets really excited and he's like what is it? Boats off to Africa, to India, for tea. And he's like talking about how amazing banking is. She should have just started singing a song like that. Oh, gosh. Uh, have there been any Hallmark Christmas movie uh, musicals yet? No, but there should be. Why aren't they doing that? Why aren't they doing that? That's money on the table. They're just leaving it there. I would watch the hell out of those, honestly. <laughs> and I'm already pro Hallmark movie. Yeah. Um... So let's see, Annie, oh God, I, I've lost my train of thought here, but I wrote, Annie brings a gift basket. Uh, where'd she bring that to? Oh, oh did she, bring, she brought it to Annie work, right? work with them? Or was that just some lady at their workplace? Um, some, okay, was, okay, Annie, the one person that she works for brought the gift basket? Okay, Annie's like her assistant, is that right? I don't know. There's a woman, <laughs> the client 
was happy with them and decided to give them a gift basket. Okay. And it has two of their bottles of wine in it. And they're yeah, like, yeah. bottles of wine? I have an idea. Yeah, I wrote down um, that, that there's pear cider in there and it has the partridge on the label, which makes them think of partridge in a pear tree. And um, this is where Jen pronounces art- artisanal, artisanal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that struck me funny. <laughs> um, so her and Aiden decide to go have a cider date um, and they go check out the pear cider distillery or whatever the hell you want to call it or the the I winery guess. yeah um so they do that and then they're like okay this is <laughs> this is where the french hens thing comes out and it's so stretched they walk by a menu or something and they're like coco vin oh my gosh that's french and it's a chicken which is a hen that's a french hen we should we should go in here and eat this coco vin or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. If I was in the a person that was trying to win the scavenger hunt, I would never get that clue. Well, I mean, there's the lyrics of the song, and then they actually have written up a little explanation of where to go. So there's like two clues in a way. Oh, that's but... true. They kind of like give you a general street to go down or something well there was one where it was like this christmas named street and it was like pine street has a restaurant that blah 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 i don't know they only give us like three of the clues in the pitch meeting and we don't actually know what the clues are beyond the pitch meeting we just know they exist (laughs) so yeah the person doing the, the the oh my god my cat's going crazy the people doing <laughs> doing the quest have to like find the street and then go to every restaurant on the street and look at their menu and be like they have to know French for chicken, I guess. And I, I guess. <laughs> so they go in there and they meet the person that runs it, and she is French, I guess. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, she has and the accent, everything. She helps them make a bouche Noel. Oh my gosh, I love the bouche Noel because. <laughs> It's like, you know, one of those rolled up cakes with cream that, you, yeah. you know, that's really thin. <laughs> but apparently... It's like a Yule log thing. But, like, it is the kitschiest looking thing. Like, this restaurant's <laughs> so fancy. And then they have just, like, globs of buttercream and, like, plastic figurines. It is, like, the most 1950s nonsense you've ever seen. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it definitely looks like something that they made off of, like... um you know, christianmom.com presents Bush Noel <laughs> recipe. Um, Just like and grandma then, used to make. <laughs> and then they decide that, like, they can't use that particular restaurant because it's near the cider place. So they find out that the French restaurant has another um, offshoot in a, in a different neighborhood. So that's going to work out great. Um, and then back at Jen's ridiculously huge apartment, she video <laughs> chats with her grandma. Grandma Sue. Grandma Sue. Would you like to say anything about Grandma Sue? Um, later we find out Grandma Sue makes homemade Play-Doh like with salt and flour and bakes different shapes and makes them into ornaments. And her grandkids are supposed to visit her. And then she hands out her ornaments to them and she has a lot of recipes like we mentioned i don't know is there more to say about grandma sue (laughs) no i think you covered it i will say that um you know i would love to make fun of that salty dough thing but i've actually done it and it was pretty damn fun i've done it too yeah 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 we baked our own ornaments and we painted them it was a good Uh time yeah um it's funny because you would have thought Hallmark has in the past made it like, oh, we always buy a Christmas ornament every year from Hallmark, you know? So it was nice to see that they just were like, no, like we do the family thing that you guys have done at home where you make your own little Play-Doh ones. Exactly. And I, you know, I got to make an angel one for my grandmother. And then for me and my roommates, I made the Hellraiser cube. So (laughs) (laughs) you can have a lot of fun with it. But um, so after her video chat with grandma, we get a school fundraiser scene with Aiden and his family. Um, Jen shows up 
on a kind with of a fl- her... with her roommate. Yeah. And it's kind of a flimsy excuse for being there, but I guess her roommate's like, "Ooh, you just wanted me to come check this guy out. Ooh, he's cute." Yeah. Um, and Jen bonds with his niece. Mm-hmm. So, ooh la la, we know she's gonna get along great with his family when they eventually marry someday. <laughs> also, um, the his niece's teacher drops by the booth where he's selling things <laughs> as a fundraiser and says. Oh, my uh, friend or sister or somebody used to go to the architecture salon thing that your granddad used to put on at the house. And I heard you had problems with the house because your niece never stops talking about how it's just a decrepit piece of garbage. And (laughs) do you want to take like a card? Because she said that she'd be willing to give you a good deal or work pro bono or whatever. And so he's like, wait a minute, I could reach out to granddad's friends because they probably are builders or contractors or no people (laughs) and that that conversation was insane because she walks over they have this quick conversation it's like a few lines and then she immediately i don't even know if she said goodbye but she just walks away It (laughs) it was like not a human conversation at all there's a lot of moments in this movie that are very abrupt and that's one of them like yeah, we're was, done with this move <laughs> <laughs> it was like the in in it was like the in-person conversation version of people hanging up a phone in the movies without saying goodbye it was just weird mm-hmm. um so yeah we just we figure that out about aiden's dad and the salon or granddad whatever um and then him and jen go and listen to some carolers and they find that bell or was that the next day? Oh, Whatever. Yeah. No, that's the next day. The only thing you skipped was Jen bought a handmade wreath and she hung it up on her neighbor's front door as like a little Christmas gift. Right. And where he's going to pop up again later. But Right. She has a, an older fella neighbor. So it's kind of like um, Home Alone where she's he's like doesn't talk to her and doesn't seem nice. And you're like, oh, what's his problem? But then we'll find out later, he's just hard of hearing. Yeah. So he, he didn't hear her knock. Um. So, yeah, they go and they listen to these carolers and they see that bell in the bell tower. And I just was like watching this scene and I'm thinking, wouldn't Chicago in December be like cold and windy? But they don't seem bothered at all. They're just kind of hanging out, light jackets. Uh, yeah. I I was wondering about that, too, because, like, they want them, these people. Now, I don't know much about the geography of Chicago. I've never been there. But it seems to me if you want people to go from one area of town to another area of town to another area of town, these areas of town might not all be near each other. So are people meant to be taking public transit everywhere or driving everywhere? Or is this supposed to be done on foot? And, like, how long is this supposed to take you? (laughs) Well, that's my question, because in the next scene... I apologies if I'm jumping ahead, but they go to that Christmas tree farm. Which yes, exactly. Which, which is seems that in like, town? Yeah, that does not seem to be in Chicago because it's like in a barn and there's yeah. no skyscrapers in the background. Yeah, and they literally cut down a tree because it's literally not a tree lot. It's a tree farm. That can't yeah. be in town. <laughs> there's no way that's in Chicago. <laughs> they like drove an hour out of Chicago, went to this farm and then you're supposed to come back yeah well then again maybe that was a personal errand that he went with her on for fun because they were having such a good time together Hmm. i'm not sure who knows (laughs) well of course they go to this christmas tree farm out in the middle of nowhere and somehow aiden knows robert the owner who just happens to be jen's neighbor because chicago is a small town that's that's (laughs) what i wrote down so they they both somehow have a connection to this Christmas tree farm guy. Mm-hmm. Good for them. <laughs> uh, then they decorate the tree in Jen's warehouse of an apartment. <laughs> and, and that's where she talks about her grandma Sue and baking for people. And Oh, it, that was funny, too, because she's talking about her grandma Sue. And she's like, oh, and that's how she get us to come over is, you know, the gifts and he's like oh blackmail i get it and yes it is a joke but that is bribery not blackmail come on dude (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Get your joking crimes right. <laughs> You're in Chicago and you don't know the difference between bribery and blackmail? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he's such a buffoon. Anyway, <laughs> can you tell I'm not a huge Aiden fan? <laughs> I mean, he's not the worst, but he's not anything really he's just there <laughs> i mean you and i watched a movie and please don't ask me to name it but you and i once watched a movie where uh they're up in canada on a snowmobile and the guy that owns the snowmobile is a complete ass and somehow i liked him more than i like hayden <laughs> well at least he had a personality a point of view he was an yeah. asshole but like he was a personable one and this guy is just a plank Aiden's just kind of blank. Anyway. <laughs> but uh Aiden does reveal um that he's going for the job as well. So uh God forbid this movie has any tension where it's <laughs> like you know, because any normal movie, romance movie like this would have a scene where she secretly discovers that he's going out for the same promotion. Right. And she gets mad and they have to reconcile. Not this movie. This mm -hmm. movie's just like he's like, by the way, I just want you to know I'm going out for the same job and I wish you luck. And she's like, Great, me too. <laughs> okay that was when they went skating together along with his niece and his sister right and she did a, an, a single axle and everyone was very impressed right because jen skated as a youth right yeah yep hello oh there's my kitty cubby <laughs> my cat she wants to walk on my notes just like last night when i was trying to take the notes <laughs> um and then there is um i don't know if it's this scene or the next scene but i wrote down a really really stupid line from the movie where somebody says i love the rhyme where hunker down rhymes with chinatown <laughs> yep that would be uh the client they're doing the pitch meeting and um they show her the app and they they explain Oh, there's a piece of paper. They explain that a partridge in a pear tree led them to the winery. That two calling birds led them to a Chinese restaurant somehow. Don't ask us how. Three French hens led us to French baking. Four calling birds led us to Lincoln Square. Five golden rings is that bell at the square. I don't know what six or seven is. Maids of milking is eggnog milkshakes. Nine... Ladies dancing, I don't know. Lords a leaping, I don't know. Piper's piping, give a cup of piping hot coffee to a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> and drummer's drumming was the hotel. But I, um, <laughs> I would kill to know what Lords a leaping led them to. <laughs> I don't know. I thought they were gonna do like skating because you can like leap as you skate. Skate. Yeah. And he was like, he put the kibosh on skating. I don't know why. But, Maybe um, it was like yeah. a church where um, Jesus long jumped for one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, by the way, hunker down kind of doesn't rhyme with Chinatown, but I'll let him have it. Chinatown. <laughs> Considering they probably write these Hallmark scripts in a weekend, I'll give it to yeah. you. Oh, boy. Um, and next we get the big reveal of who got the the game creator gig with Alistair, right? Yep. Alistair says that he wants to meet uh, Aiden in his office in 15. Aiden has just made lunch plans to celebrate the pitch meeting going well. Um, it To be in 15 minutes, you think, oh, well, this is going to be the conflict. So he goes and he talks to Alistair and he like almost seems to try to not get the job that he wants just so that she can get the job. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand why you need to do that. Like, unless you feel actually underqualified and you're like, I was wrong to even attempt to do this. Like, it doesn't matter if you like the other people who want that job. Like, there's nothing wrong with you wanting that job and trying to get it. Like, it's Alistair's decision. Yeah, yeah. He gets there and he's like, by the way, Alistair, I just want you to know she did all the work. And I didn't. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I guess it's, it's truthful. Yeah. Very weird. But 
shock of shocks, Alistair's like, well, that works out great because I was going to give the job to Jen anyway. Because I want you to be the magical wizard of um, <laughs> operations. <laughs> operations. So he was basically um, yes. like, "You're really good at planning, and you're super boring and can't do a creative job. Could you please go into something more managerial?" <laughs> and he was like, "Oh my god, thank you. That's what I need to be doing." Yeah, and surprise, surprise, they both come with an almost exact salary bump so uh, once again the movie removes any stakes it had (laughs) but of course he did see jen before he went in to speak to alistair and he's like i've got a meeting with alistair about the job so it seems like he's definitely gonna get the job and she's like oh well congratulations and then he's like not allowed to tell her that She's got the job because Alistair wants to tell her, which kind of makes sense. But, like, she's already got the wrong impression, so he could totally just tell her. But he's like, oh, no, it's a secret. I'm not allowed. And I'm like, why do people in movies care about secrets? No one in real life cares about secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Man, movie magic. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I guess plots wouldn't work if people just acted like humans. That's that is like the number one cardinal rule of movies is uh, you're not allowed to communicate properly with people. Yeah. Because otherwise, I guess there would be no movie. Right. <laughs> Although I think you could, if you were a good writer, you could figure out how to do both. But that's <laughs> um, I wrote down also why is Jen's roommate always home? Does this woman work? <laughs> do they talk about her job because she's never out of the house? She's a music enthusiast, and she writes jingles. Ah, okay. Thank you. I don't know if she, like, is in between gigs or if she works at the same company all the time and they have different clients that come to them as a large company. We don't know. But she does seem to have a very flexible schedule. I would love it if they got her to do a jingle for the scavenger hunt where it was like, (laughs) (laughs) staycation all I ever wanted. (laughs) Not the 12 days of Christmas song. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> On the fifth day of Christmas, my true look gave to me. <laughs> Standing in front of a bell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. After that, um, Aiden gets a call from all of his dad's old students who want to fix the house for free, and he talks to his sister and they're like, Oh, look at this. It all works out perfectly if we have so-and-so come for the electricity on this day, and then blah, 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 and it'll all work out perfectly by the end of December. Dad can come home, and it's ready. And it's so, like, how house repairs don't work like that, honey. Like, no. I, I love that it works out on paper, but there's no way that that's actually going to work. <laughs> yeah, that, it's like a super busy time of year for everybody, like mm-hmm. personal and professional. And these people are going to come do pro bono work in the middle of the Christmas season. I don't know. <laughs> and bring, and I suppose I assume they're going to have to bring their whole like crews with them to like yeah. tear up the floorboards or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're probably going to have to like work around their existing schedules, right? So, yeah, they're only going to be doing a couple hours here and a couple hours there, so. I don't know. Anyways, it seems like it's all working out. It's wonderful. It does. It's it's so Hallmark. Mwah. Um, and suddenly the hunt is on. Social oh, media. Well, um, oh, I'm sorry. Grandma what did I Sue. Grandma Sue comes to town. <gasps> That's right. How could I forget Grandma Sue? <laughs> and uh, Jen is so shocked and surprised and delighted, and they bake together, and she has her uh, ornament. And Jen's like, oh, but I'm supposed to come to you. And Grandma Sue's like, well, I wanted to let you know that even though I don't really understand what you do as a job, (laughs) the audience says, same. (laughs) She's like, I am, you know, happy for you. And I'm sure you're going to find your place in Chicago. And that's why I made you this jigsaw puzzle. Because you're going to fit in and you make games. And I'm super thoughtful. And then uh, Jen's like, okay, uh, I'm going to get our neighbor to come over and try to set you two up. Ooh. And they they hang out on the couch. They like each other. But, I mean, that that's it. 
I don't know if there's going to be a continuation next year <laughs> on the 13 <laughs> dates of Christmas. Oh, dang. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> It'll be all about Grandma Sue and um, Christmas Tree Farm Dave or whatever his name was. Robert, sorry. Robert. Yeah, something with an R because his farm was triple R or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, that was a nice thing though, because the whole movie Jen was like, oh, my grandma doesn't understand what I do. And she's going to ask me to come home and stop this madness of making six figures. Uh, <laughs> and, and grandma Sue comes and, and is nice. So that's, cool. <laughs> that's this whole movie. Things happen and the things are nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then the scavenger hunt kicks off and social media starts lighting up with photos. Um, everybody's showing up and making their Bush Noels and buying coffees for strangers and taking selfies with them and all that stuff. I don't know. Do you have any observations on that part? No, not really. Yeah. It's, it's pretty quick. It is. They, at this point, the movie jumps into hyperspeed and it's like, we yeah. are going to get to this Devonshire hotel. It's funny because like he has the secret and you think, oh, there's going to be this horrible miscommunication. But really all he does is like lay low for a day so he doesn't have to talk to her. And then yeah. they end up talking at the party at the Devonshire um, Hotel anyways. So it's kind of like there is no conflict. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alistair shows up and talks to her and she's like oh i already heard and he's like you heard that you got the job she's like what <laughs> and but they sort it out within 30 seconds and it's all done mm -hmm. and he has a note for her from what's his face oh Aiden. right and he hands her the note and it's in the form of a clue like all the other scavenger clues and it says oh earlier on when they were first at the hotel he's like i always wanted to chat with a girl on the roof of this hotel because it's pretty but i don't got no girl and she's like okay cool and now later <laughs> there's this clue where it's like uh, i'm in a place that i mentioned that should be in your memory and this rhymes come see me i don't know <laughs> so she goes upstairs <laughs> girl i dig you and i'll show you the proof so grab your cocktail and come to the roof i, I love it that's better than most of the movie <laughs> So, yeah, this is another part where I was I found it hilarious that she's in an off the shoulder evening gown, no jacket. Uh -huh. And no. he he's there and I guess a suit or yeah. whatever. But they're on the roof of a Chicago tall building in the middle of December. And at they night. at night. And it's and, windy. And they're fine. <laughs> yeah, she's wearing like a tiny shawl around her shoulders, like a little pashmina. But it's like not not enough. <laughs> <laughs> and she seems totally fine and i would be like oh my god like i cannot stay up here <laughs> <laughs> okay great you got to talk to me on the roof let's go inside and finish this up <laughs> but the yeah they they have their little moment they get their kiss yada 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 <laughs> it's so funny because i don't i don't remember all that he says but he says like i was wrong about you and you know, I like us together and we should be together and I'm proud that you got the job or whatever. And they kiss and then they part and he says, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and then the movie's over. And it's so abrupt. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> he like can't bother to open his mouth. Or, like, sound excited or sexy or smolder. He's just like, mm, a lot happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, credits God. start rolling. We don't even get a postscript of them working that... on the next project together. Or yeah, him, like, Christmas Day with him and his family and her along, too, with Grandma Sue. It's like nothing. <laughs> you would think you'd get, like, a musical swell and then, a, like, a, a pullback with the camera showing you uh -huh. on the roof. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, that'd be lovely. It's I just will... like, and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I will mention that I liked about the um, the hotel party when they when it starts off, um, they do the twelve drummers drumming or whatever. So they bring oh, sure, in. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
I said, oh, sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So they bring in these local high school kids, this drumline, who come in, start playing, and within five seconds, done. <laughs> it was like the smallest showstopper I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, at this point, we're all moving real, real fast. But yep. the other thing that was funny was that, I mean, I guess you could do it anyway you wanted to. But I would assume if I was going to have a drum line, I'd have them come in and, like, either play something with a band or just have them drum. But what they do is they play music on loudspeakers <laughs> of a band and then have a live drum band drum. And it was like, that's weird. It's an odd choice. <laughs> it was an odd choice. This movie, <laughs> this movie is full of odd choices. <laughs> oh, boy. And uh, I guess, yeah, barring any other thoughts, that is the, <laughs> on the 10th, 12th date of Christmas, whatever it is. <laughs> yes, the, the 12th. Yes date of christmas on the 12th date of christmas <sighs> wow we did it mm-hmm. we did it really fast actually but there's like nothing that happens in this movie so i'm like <laughs> what else can we talk about i don't know i was barely paying attention i know like, so i was trying to think of any extra thoughts to have and then i'm thinking back over the scenes and i'm like nope there's no <laughs> Even their outfits weren't that great. I didn't bother writing anything down about them. Mm. I liked her off-the-shoulder asymmetrical like evening gown thing. Like, that was girl. cool. That was, that was nice. Yep. Um. Hmm. I liked her giant apartment. Yeah, that that apartment was nice. Yeah. It's almost like it was on a studio lot. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> They also do a couple of times they do activities together to see if it would be good for people on the scavenger hunt. And then like people will be like trying to make it a date for them. And they'll be like, oh, no, you misunderstand. This is a business lunch. You should know we aren't together. Right. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Like... And I, I liked how when they went to make the Bouche Noel, um, the lady's like, um, you really should have two pairs of hands to roll the bouche. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That just happens to be romantic. <laughs> yeah, that's really sexy. We rolled the bouche together. <laughs> what does that mean? What, bouche? Yeah. Um, Isn't that like a uh, log in French oh, or guess. something? Christmas Maybe. log? Because Noel is Christmas. Yeah. I was just thinking of like, Boca. In Spanish as mouth. So I thought bouche was mouth in French, but I don't know any French. <laughs> so maybe uh, it's a log. <laughs> I believe bouche is mouth, but maybe it's one of those uh, synonyms or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I saw a video where this guy was talking about fr French in general. And he was like, here's 15 words that sound the same and all mean something different. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. French sounds hard. <laughs> I would look it up, but I'm actually hoping that, you know, people on Twitter will yell at you. So that'd be fun. Oh, yeah. If you're on Twitter and you know any French, like, hey, Katie Knight, I know you listen. You've been on the show. You speak French. You've been to France. What does Bouche mean? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I listened to this episode. <laughs> That's a great uh, um impression of my friend katie <laughs> <laughs> no i wasn't trying to do katie i'm sorry you were just doing a french person who listened to the episode yeah i was I doing it. like a human pepe le pew <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing of the french <laughs> well, oh boy. boy i guess we can rate this thing let's rate it do one to five stars for quality and one to five bouche noels for uh, mockability. <laughs> um, boy, I'm going to give it a 2 out of 5 for quality. And I got to give it a 1 out of 5 for mockability. Because, you know, other than that one line about Chinatown. <laughs> hunker with down. Hunker down <laughs> this movie was so bland, I, could, I had trouble making fun of it. <laughs> yeah. She's lovely and i totally believe in her wonder and love of games and 
corporate structures. But, like, him, he's such a blank. I can tell he cares about the house, and he seems to like his niece somewhat. Mm-hmm. But, like, other than that, he does seem to have his jaw, like, clamped shut. You're right. Like, the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I guess, like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's not terrible. It's glossy enough. And I've certainly seen some real bad ones. But mm. I guess, like, a one and a half. Because this did not take my attention. Like, me and my sister were like, do you have that piece for that corner? And we were, like, deep in Jigsaw Puzzle Land. Like, we were like, how are we going to put this jigsaw together? It was so <laughs> enveloping <laughs> to our attention. And we did not care about the movie. And... Usually I'm able to do two things at once, so that means that the movie was just boring. And yeah. it's not that mockable. I did laugh at the end at how abrupt it ended, but, like, you don't want to watch an hour and a half movie just for that. <laughs> so I'm going to give it no Bouche Noels. Zero yeah. Bouche Noels. <laughs> yep. I'm always nicer with my ratings, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know that I've ever given anything zero. Well, there was one where there was child murder, and I think I gave that zero. (laughs) I'm having a lot of trouble mocking this child murder movie for some reason. I don't know. I didn't. Okay. When I watched that movie with Tim Stevens, I did not realize that it was going to be based on a true story. And then the movie started, and it says, based on a true story. And I was like, oh, no. So I, like, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe I should pick something else. But at that point, Tim and I had, like, rescheduled, I don't know how many times, and we couldn't find a movie, couldn't find a movie. And so I was like, oh, screw it. I think we're meeting tomorrow. So, like, we're just going to watch this movie that's based on real life. And talking to him about that movie was, like, one of the saddest things in the world. <laughs> I don't know how it was to listen to us an episode, but... Dear it was rough. <laughs> Be lucky that you didn't get that one. <laughs> I'll tell you, I don't, was not as lucky. I don't do. I don't get a lot of laughs out of listening to the podcast case files, so I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I did feel slightly ghoulish. I've done, I think, three or four movies that were based on true events, and the other two weren't as bad. But even then, I was like is this okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I could mock a murder movie, but I would definitely want to be fictional. Like a mother yeah. may I sleep with danger kind of. Mm-hmm. Have you done that by the way? The classic mother oh, may I, I sleep should. with danger. I, uh, I haven't. I don't uh, know if anybody has ever bested that title. I in, don't think you can. <laughs> in the TV movie sweep sweepstakes. I, I mean, in terms of just movie titling, Mother May Asleep with Danger takes the cake, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I will gladly throw my hat in the ring to watch that, because I think that is Tori Spelling, doesn't it? I think so. I think she it could be... One of the um, real-life murder ones that I watched, she was in the original Cheerleader? Oh. Something? <laughs> <laughs> I killed a cheerleader. Cheerleader murder. Something to do with a cheerleader. Death of a cheerleader. There it is. <laughs> and that was based on true events. Wow. I wonder how many Bush Noels that got for mockability. <laughs> uh, a little bit, because Tori Spelling, not a great actress. <laughs> what? Yeah, she's like an easy <sighs> like two out of five pom-poms right off the bat. Oh, man, oh, man. That was a fun one. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I guess uh, we should wrap this up Uh, not next week but the week after uh, there's going to be an extra episode Uh, usually I have bonus episodes in July and December and October uh, for Christmas in July Christmas and Halloween but I'm going to move to have extra episodes um, throughout the year so there's going to be an extra episode in November. So stay tuned for that. It'll be not this upcoming Saturday, but the Saturday after. Um, thank you, Tim, so much for being on and for taking notes when I was getting obsessed with puzzles. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I I always have a great time when I'm on here. 
<laughs> we do too. Um, is there any place that people should follow you? Um, I'm back on Twitter. You can find me at Tim Holsizer on Twitter. Great. Um, special thanks to Mike Bustillos who made the intro and outro music. Uh, thank you anyone who has given me money on patreon.com P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can search for not another bad movie podcast there. And you can tell your friends who listen to podcasts to go to all the places where they listen to podcasts, listen to the show. You can tell your friends who don't listen to podcasts to go to notanotherbadmoviepodcast.libsyn.com, L-I-B-S-Y-N. And yeah, thanks for listening. See you in two weeks. Bye.